Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name is probably Chris Alfick. And I am most likely Connor Thompson. We are going in this very sure and very certain. We might be doing February 19th through 25th in the year 1990-something. Seven? I think so. All right. February 19th, South Korea indicts 10 in bribery probe. South Korean prosecutors today announced the indictment of 10 people, but no high-ranking political figures, in a bribery investigation that has been widely denounced here as a whitewash. The Hambo Group, a conglomerate, Korea's 14th largest, received more than $5.8 billion in questionable loans over the last five years for its flagship Hanbo Iron and Steel Co., which was drowning in debt and eventually declared bankruptcy last month. Ten people have been arrested. Hambo founder and his financial aide, two credit bankers, a former bank president, a former home minister, and four ruling and opposition lawmakers. Is that ten? I yes, saw you were counting. I d- yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're really good at counting on our fingers. They're all accused of participating in a scheme to bail out the ailing steel firm, Korea's second largest, with loans totaling more than 20 times its net worth in exchange for bribes. This is interesting because of what, what we've got next. Oh, God. Almost 20 years later to the day, Samsung Group's J.Y. Lee, a vice chairman, was formally arrested on allegations of bribery, perjury, and embezzlement. Investigators are looking into whether the vice chairman of Samsung was involved in providing as much as 43 billion won, which is $37 million, uh, to benefit a close friend of the South Korean president in exchange for government support of his management succession. Hope the S8's cool. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously though, uh, perjury, embezzlement, bribery, not the best. Try not to do that. Try not to get caught. Yeah. February 20th, Allen Ginsberg makes his final public appearance at the NYU Poetry Slam. He continues to write through his final illness, his last poem being, Things I'll Not Do, written on March 30th. Also today, Ben and Jerry's introduce Fish Food, a new ice cream named after the rock group Fish. The ingredients are chocolate ice cream, marshmallows, caramel, and fish-shaped fudge. I was a little worried at first, because I was like, I don't want fish ice cream. I've never had fish food. I don't know if I've seen it in the store. Maybe they discontinued it. Maybe no, they I only sell it I on, like, fish tours. Thing. Yeah, maybe. Do you think people bring it when they, like, people tour with fish, right? Oh, like, yeah, that's a thing. Kind of like a, like a Grateful Dead, sort of. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have a cult following. February 21st. The old Trilin-style puzzle board is used for the last time on Wheel of Fortune after 22 years. Next Monday, February 24th, a new digital puzzle board debuts, which allows Vanna White to reveal letters with a simple touch of a button. I remember so when this cool. happened. Oh, yeah? I wasn't well, really that big in the wheel. I think I, I remember seeing reruns of the old one versus yeah. the new. Well, I mean, I remember, see, yeah, I remember seeing the old. I remember seeing the, the new. I always kind of wondered when that happened. I never, never enough to actually look it up. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of sure, cool we stumbled upon this. I'm pretty sure I, I saw this episode. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah, like, oh, like, today we're saying goodbye to really the third main cast member. Oh, my of God, Fortune. that's so corny. Or it'd be the fourth. I think the wheel is the third, the third Probably. cast member. Uh, that's right? probably correct. Yeah. Say Jack, White, and the wheel. Yeah. Also on this date, Hubble Repair Crew heads its shuttle for home. The restoration of the Hubble Space Telescope completed, the Space Shuttle Discovery's astronauts aimed for a rare nighttime shuttle landing here at 10.50 p.m. Thursday. Only eight of the 81 previous shuttle flights have ended in darkness. At astronauts' requests, NASA recently installed 52 halogen lights uh, down the middle of the 15,000-foot runway to make nighttime landings safer. 
This is a fine example of 1990s workplace safety. Yeah, there, you know, things are being retrofitted to to make things a little bit safer, such as lights to land the space shuttle. Uh, On to February 22nd. In Roslyn, Scotland, scientists announced that an adult sheep named Dolly had been successfully cloned and was born the previous July in 1996. That was big news. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, people were like, oh, human clones are five years away. Human clones are around the corner. Human clones are among us. Human clones might literally be around the corner from you. Multiplicity. Ah, that's a good one. I don't think I've ever watched it. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of 90s movies that I was like, man, this is really cool. I have seen Multiplicity. Yeah. It's it's a fun concept. Okay. Uh, Also today, CompuServe posts a loss of 14.2 million for a quarter. CompuServe Corp, once the largest online service, announced a fiscal third quarter loss of $14.2 million on Thursday and said it has abandoned the consumer market to focus on the business and professional customers that accounted for its initial success, and it was acquired by AOL probably a couple years later. Largest online service, loss of $14 million. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the takeaway from, from that. That's like a small clothing company now. Yeah, I guess so. February 23rd, a small fire occurs on the Russian space station Mir. I feel like there's like a Soviet Russia joke in there, but I don't know what. Yeah. Also, fires you? I don't know. also, a 69-year-old Palestinian teacher opened fire on the observation deck of the Empire State Building in Manhattan, New York City. The gunman killed one person and wounded six others before taking his own life with a gunshot to the head. Following the shooting, New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani called for more consistent gun control laws across the U.S. Seriously, Jules? Do people call him Jules? I don't know. Rude? Rudy? Rudolph? Yeah, no, Rudy's, like, when I think Rudy, I think of the excellent movie Rudy. Okay, and yeah. And that's a like positive memory. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then when I think about Rudolph, I think of the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Also, you know, pretty positive. Not befitting Rudy yeah. Giuliani. Yeah. I'm surprised. This is, so th- this was, like, did he have a spine at some point? I don't know. He it sounds like he used to not be a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll never know. Mm. But, you know what we will know? On February 24th. <laughs> We'll find out what won Best Video and Best Single at the Brit Awards. They're both Spice Girls songs. Say You'll Be There won Best Single and Wannabe. Or sorry, Say You'll Be There won Best Video and Wannabe won Best Single. Jerry Halliwell's Union Jack dress from the girls' live performance hogs the headlines the next day. And possibly ever, because that's still, I think, an iconic moment. Oh, it is. Yeah. The Union Jack dress. That was so cool. As soon as you hear those words, you know exactly the dress. You know exactly the photo. Yeah. If you want to be my lover, gotta get with internet advertising. Because we've got an article that doesn't say any of that. It says (laughs) internet advertising growing slowly. Reality check for the World Wide Web. Who's going to pay for it? With consumers proving resistant to register, yet alone subscribe to services they are used to getting for free, web publishers, content providers, and search engines have been looking for advertising revenue as they continue to burn startup and promotional money at a furious pace. Well, let's hope they someday figure out how to capitalize on online advertising. Yes, I I think online advertisement is a good thing to try to capitalize on. Somehow. Please. <laughs> February 25th, Harriet the Spy came out on VHS today. Michelle Trachtenberg. I love Michelle Trachtenberg. Me too. Like, I would say, that was probably an early crush. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, and... In further important news, the girl who played Clove in The Hunger Games was born today. I forgot her name already, as I chose not to write it. There it is. We have no idea who she is. Um, And also, sites in CD-ROMs build up Legomania. 
If you're older than 14 and still addicted to Lego building sets, you no longer need to feel alone <laughs> because you've felt alone before. I, I mean, I I thought it was I never felt it not cool to like Lego. Agreed. You perhaps feared telling your friends because they might laugh at your elaborate castles, spaceships, and housing developments made from the knobby, colorful plastic model pieces imported from Denmark. But in cyberspace, you can find fellow addicts. Lots of them. And that statement still rings true today. Yeah. Type, quote, Lego into the search engine at the Yahoo Index, and up pop 73 whole <laughs> major sites, including the official company homepage at http www.lego.com. You can gaze at projects created by others, trade gossip about Lego kits not on the market, and even make bids on discontinued parts. Holy fuck. That is a 90s that is, paragraph. Oh my god. That is some great stuff. The Yahoo Index. We're going to go over to the Yahoo Index and look at all... The hundreds of websites that exist on the internet. (laughs) 70 some odd websites when you search Lego. Mm. Okay, so diving into movies and music. Let's start at the box office. And this week we wanted to do something a little bit different. So we've been kind of doing. Yeah. um, Should we touch on a little bit about what's in the box office? We've got the special editions, Dante's Peak, Vegas Vacation. Um, At number nine and ten, we've got Jerry Maguire and the English Patient. And Jerry Maguire kind of got us thinking. This is a potentially new segment, potentially called 90s Movies Reimagined, where we like to consider the plot of a movie that came out in the 90s, but what it would look like today. Yeah. So you all know the basic plot of Jerry Maguire. Cuba Gooding Jr. is an athlete. Jerry Maguire, played by Tom Cruise, is his agent, and you gotta show him the money. Mm. But there are a lot of funny scenes with like really big phones, like really big cell phones, and... It's a lot about, like, the inner workings of the sports agent industry and how athletes interact with their agents and and how these big-time, big-money deals get done. But looking back at it in the 90s, it is clearly not as it would be today. Yeah, and, yeah, we're going to kind of delve into an alternate reality where Jerry Maguire was in development hell for 20 years. It's 2017. The movie's finally getting made. It's finally getting released. What's it going to be like? Who's starring in it? And what's going to be different? It's still Tom Cruise. You think it's still Tom Cruise? It's still Tom Cruise. Because he can still play a 35-year-old? Yeah, for sure. Okay, who? what about Cuba Gooding Jr.? Who's playing Who's playing the footballer? Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah. Do you think he... Like, would he have to jack? He'd have like, to get jacked. He'd have to get pretty jacked. But for Donald sure. Glover would fucking... Donald Glover right? would destroy everything. He's, Yo, he's got ni- that excitement. Okay, uh, I've got some 90s news now. I'm, I just have to do my best to remember it. Just remind me Donald Glover when we get to it. I'll 50-50. Okay. So here's here's my pitch. It's the same kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. I think you could keep most of the script largely the same. Okay. But what changes are obviously the props. Everything's fancier. Maybe this somehow involves CAA, the like industry leading agency. Um but my take on the movie is on the pivotal line, show me the money. Because I think that they don't say it to each other. I think that it comes through to Tom Cruise's cell phone as a text message. And Tom reposts a screenshot of that text message on Twitter. 
and then it blows up. Like, and show me what, the money becomes a meme. Is that what he wants to be? Is that what he wants to be done? Like, because you know how? Because Cuba Gooding Jr. is like, you know, say it, fucking, fucking, give it your all. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. So Tom Cruise goes public with it in a bid to get the team to show them the money. Okay. And then people blow it up. It becomes a whole meme. So show me the money becomes like there's maybe like a GIF like or a something, fucking, an image macro with we've got Donald Glover on and it's like, like hey, show me dan- the money. dancing around like mm-hmm. trying to get cash or something. But then on the downside of it, this is where it gets serious. There's a serious turn, okay? Because maybe people don't know who Donald Glover is. You know, maybe maybe a lot of people who are sharing this meme don't understand, and they think it's just a dancing black man trying to get money, and so it becomes a race issue. And this movie wins an Oscar. Okay, so we're we're tying it we're we're just tying it back. We're going for an Oscar winner here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're going for awards now. Okay, because yeah, that's another thing. We're gonna have to talk about how I think award winning movies have kind of differed from twenty years ago to now because it's it's kind of different and and yeah, I like that. That's yeah, that's something we should elaborate more on. Okay, later. so less less romantic comedy, more Oscar bait. Yeah. All right, and then they come together at the end. What they does he get the deal? Oh, of course he gets the deal. All right. Yeah. Now, what do you think the deal's worth in, in today's money? Oh, it, it's like a, well, he's a football player. Mm. Let's call it like a, I don't know, like $15 million a year deal. That something like, like that. That seems like a pretty good deal. That's, that's a lot of cash. Sure, you did a good job. Also, Tom Cruise, you did a good job. It's still looking like you're 35 in 2017. It's true. Congratulations, I Mr. Cruise. I don't know about the Scientology, but man, eh. he does make good movies. He sure does. Like, fuck, I hate Scientology, but man. But he makes great movies. Yeah. And he still looks like... Fuck, guy's like 55. Oh, yeah. He's still got it. Yeah. <laughs> this is now a sexy Tom Cruise podcast. Yeah. All right. So that is your 2017 reimagining of Jerry Maguire. Did you, you have like anything this, to add? I haven't really seen Jerry Maguire, so I that don't know insa- it as much. What? Like, I know, I know what? the lines, but... Oh, my God. That's, you got to sit down and watch it. It's even worth putting up with Renee Zellweger. Oh, Renee Zellweger. Oh, I don't yeah. understand any of those words. Ah, uh, I mean... I didn't really like Bridget Jones, but like she did some good stuff. I'm not a fan. Yeah, let us know what you guys thought about this uh, this segment. Do you want us to reimagine uh, more '90s movies? You know what I think we should do? We should deimagine. <laughs> Maybe next week we take a current movie, a current movie, and deimagine it. Ooh, like those like things. That. Like you've seen the Have you seen the Game of Thrones thing that they redid? Oh my god! In we the should, style of a '90s TV show. We should post that to the page. We haven't, have we? I don't think so. Yeah, that's no, a good idea. That was we'll great, that. though. It's the intro to Game of Thrones as a '90s. It HBO reminds me of show. Hercules: A Legendary Journey. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is so good? The number one album in the Billboard Top something 200 i guess <laughs> top number of albums yeah uh at, at number one we get tragic kingdom by no doubt which is it's, that's fucking a great unreal. album i really like spider webs i don't care what anyone says spider webs is fucking awesome obviously there's the other songs on it yeah um don't speak i'm just a girl but like for me it all comes back to spider webs fair enough moving down this list we get uh the soundtrack to gridlocked secrets by tony braxton Ooh. The Avita soundtrack. Yeah. I spent a little bit of time looking up videos of uh, Elton John ripping on Madonna. He called her a fairground hooker in one of them. Why? Like, oh, Madonna and Elton John had beef. I think they still do. Ah, oh, that's kind of sad. He hates her. Apparently, she's a real bitch. But, like, I feel like they could have a really good collaboration if oh, they just put that aside. For like, sure. Fuck Madonna, Elton John. Like, right? Yeah. Like British royalty. Let's make it happen. Uh, uh, number five, Canadian royalty. 
Falling Into You by Celine Dion is falling down at number five. I don't know. But you know what's awesome? Ooh, debuting. It's fucking debuting. Spice by the Spice Girls. Brand spanking new. Yeah. Uh, seven, Pieces of You by Jewel. Okay. Blue by Leanne Rimes. Yep. Number nine. Extend the Hombre. Yep, by The, the Offspring. Offspring. And uh, number ten, rounding out the top ten, we've got the soundtrack to Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. None of these are important. as important as number eleven. Oh, yeah, the we Space have Space Jam soundtrack. Come That's... on and slam. And welcome to the jam. Fuck. That's I the Space best. Jam. I It's a great movie. Space Jam. All right, uh, let's slide back into whatever we're going to do next. Probably 90s news now, because I still oh. remember I was going to say something about Donald Don Glover. Glover. Okay, yeah. you do that first. Uh, so you know how Disney has been going through and making live-action movies of all their IP, basically? Pretty much. Uh, Lion King is is coming up. That's no. going to be a thing. Yeah. Oh. I don't exactly know how live-action is going to work. It's going to be kind of like the Jungle Book, I guess, with like Probably. relatively CG things. But like, I don't I'll, know how you call that live-action. I'll go see Like it. At least the Jungle Book has Mowgli. Oh, yeah. you're going to see it. I'm going to see it. You know why? Guess who's playing Mufasa? It's not Donald Glover. <sighs> okay. Going out on a limb. Um, Who is the best person you can picture playing Mufasa? James Earl Jones? Yeah. Actually? Yeah. Oh, shit. I it's didn't... so good. They're oh. getting James Earl Jones back. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's great. Okay. And then I'm, Adam I'm Simba. For sure. Is going to be Donald Don Glover. Glover. Okay, that and makes that sense. And that is so fucking cool. I'm super into that. I am so, like, fuck, Question. I'm so excited. Are they bringing Whoopi Goldberg back as a hyena? I'd be so down. Like, they bring back, oh, bring back Jeremy Irons as Scar. But, True. like, I feel like they're not. I feel like they won't. And I'll, that'll be okay. They can probably get some good casting out of it. Yeah. But, like, James Earl Jones is Mufasa. Damn. And I am Pumped. ecstatic that Disney realized that. That's so exciting. Yeah. Also, um, fuck. speaking yeah. of ecstatic 90s news. Jamiroquai is coming out with his first album in seven years. <laughs> Jamiroquai had an album in 2010. <laughs> I know. Let's not. I don't know. Uh, but the point is, he's coming back, and he's put out two singles so far. I actually dig them both. They're pretty funky. Yeah, I didn't actually listen to the one you sent me. Uh, I sent I sent you Cloud9, maybe? I, I don't think know. so, yeah. Third, it's third good. Two. Pretty good. I will give it a yeah, listen. You gotta, you gotta I listen mean, to the I'm, whole song, I'm for sure. I'm stoked for the idea of being stoked for Jamiroquai. I hope... That he goes on tour. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of a Jamiroquai show. Going to hit up a Jamiroquai show. Also, our last bit of 90s news now. J.K. Rowling has yet to respond to us, tweeting, asking if Canadians know non-magical folk as muggles or nomadge. We are not deterred, despite the fact that we probably only <laughs> tweeted three times last week. No, I tweeted every day. You did? Except okay, for you yesterday. T- but I think I tweeted yesterday. Did I tweet yesterday? Oh, I don't know. We might have been. We might have legit covered the whole week. We might have covered the whole week. Also, in exciting 90s news now, uh, we posted to our Instagram recently about, about Jamiroquai. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it went well. You can tell we're very coordinated. Very coordinated. Oh. Yeah, but we're going to keep at the J.K. Rowling thing. Hopefully we're going to get an answer. I just need to know. I just, I, I really want to know. If I have to fucking sign up for Pottermore and- I'll do it. Yeah, and just for just for J.K. Rowling to give me an answer, I, I'll do it. I'll yep. buy like a, I don't know, maybe not a lifetime subscription, but uh, as much as I can feasibly afford. Moving on to this week on. Every week on the show, we tell you about an episode of Seinfeld or The Simpsons because frankly, we neglect friends. Yeah. This week- we bring you Seinfeld, Season 8, Episode 16, The Pothole. Obviously, the titular pothole is the first thing that jumps out at me, but reading through this plot uh, description, every character's plot is great. It's a Seinfeld classic. Jerry accidentally drops his girlfriend's toothbrush <laughs> in the toilet. 
George loses his car keys in a newly paved pothole. Elaine orders food from a restaurant that refuses to deliver to her area. And Kramer adopts a highway. Fuck. So the toilet toothbrush is just disgusting. Oh, yeah. The fact that he puts it back and then she brushes with it. So gnarly. You gotta come clean right away. Why would you, like... Why would you do that? George are losing his keys in the newly paved potholes. Mm-hmm. Fucking hilarious. It's great because he's got the little... Uh, dude, who's the baseball guy he's got on it? I don't know. But oh. he says, holy cow. And then Elaine pretending to live in a janitor's closet. That's which so she has good. to take the sign off of the front of just to get her food delivered. Yeah, she puts like she puts like a little tape thing and, and then she's pretends like, to be a janitor so she can get the fucking like... I don't know. It's like a fish or something. Yeah. Oh, man. And then and they then, all like hang out there. Kramer adopting the highway, though, is one of, I think, the high points of the whole series. I will never forget the image of Kramer driving his car with one arm, leaning out the open door with a paint roller painting over the lines to make the lanes double wide and more comfortable to drive in. That's so good. Uh, And then, oh, fuck, do you remember, like, he's... He, at the end, when he's trying to fix it, he's got the paint thinner. <laughs> he drops the entire drum of it. Yeah. And then during the end credits, Newman is driving the mail truck, drives over a uh, a paint can, yeah. gets stuck, starts generating sparks, gets to the point where he runs over the paint thinner and bursts into flames. <laughs> that was the perfect way to end the episode. Okay, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, uh, but I think it's something we should we should ask the listeners to. At what point does Kramer stop painting the road? Because he's only got oh, yeah. a, he only had like what a couple buckets of paint on him, I think. Yeah, and well, what I really that wouldn't have lasted is, forever. Well, he probably only owned like maybe a mile stretch or something. Yeah, but what really what I want to know is, did Kramer have the foresight to? merge the lane before he before he made the two lanes one did he paint like something to merge it or is it just all of a sudden the lines end and you've got one big lane that would cause mayhem that would kramer probably killed people probably people probably died yeah human may be one of them but he came back the next day in an advanced human cloning experiment as was the style at the time Mm, newman dolly yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, there's actually very in-depth theories that I'm not just making up as we speak. For sure. That Newman is uh, a series of clones and often dies in uh, in his escapades with Kramer. <laughs> uh, the lack of foresight, though, yeah, is something we would like to just roll right into our 90s spotlight with. Yeah, that's good. It's almost like we had foresight with that. Yeah. But we didn't. So we were talking about this, and we think that... People in the 90s, working adults in the 90s, had to both deal with, but also generated, a lack of foresight. And the obvious example is Y2K. Did what? Did we not think that computers would last until the year 2000? I think it just, just wasn't the, considered. In the 60s and 70s and 50s, when these were things were being developed, yeah, it was a non-issue. It was so far the away. The year 2000 is so far away, just like in... 94, 95, when furniture stores were giving their don't pay until the year 2000 promotions. I'm sure that someday we will party like it's 1999, but until then, do your homework, Timothy. Yeah. You know? So Y2K was kind of that big lack of insight. But there's other things that plagued our youth and and could, I think, be attributed to a lack of foresight. Phone numbers requiring area codes. When we were kids... I remember dialing my friend's numbers on the phone. Seven and it, digit Just dial. seven digits. Yeah. Even prior to our time, four digit dialing was a thing. That's weird. Yeah. I can't even think of that. I couldn't think of being like, oh, I'm going to dial 6145 and, and speak to someone. 
Um, insanity. But then from seven digit dialing, we quickly went to nine with area codes, but even that wasn't good enough. So Niagara split ten, from the ten. 905 into the 289. Well, no, it's 10 digits. Oh, seven, seven plus, three plus three is, is 10. 10. See, I wasn't counting on my fingers. That's the problem. Yeah. We are, uh, we are advocates of finger counting. We really are. In the nineties. So like the one area code wasn't enough. Areas started splitting and mm-hmm. continue to every now and then I will see a new area code that I don't recognize. There's another area code for Toronto. I didn't know. Oh about. yeah. I, I can't even think of what it is, but like, there, well, they, cause there's uh six, four, seven, four, one, six. Uh, yeah, there's, and some, there's another there's one some too, new third one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you even remember being part of the six? No, but I know it was a thing. We, yeah, I think we've talked 19- about yeah, this on Prior to the, 1993, on the we were part of the 416. Drake, we were once we were once part of part of your hood. Come hang out, yeah. bro. And prior to 19 um, prior to 1993, looking out this window is views from the 6. There were other examples of this though, like license plates. Oh, six yeah. digits here for the longest time and then they very quickly went to 8. Are uh, they 8? I think they're right now. I feel like they're seven. Well, I can't see a license plate. Oh, no, you're, I think, I think you're right. They are seven, but you can get custom plates with up to eight. Oh, yeah. I think that's it. That's cool. That that makes more possibilities. And, you know, we talked about retrofitting before as well for uh, accessibility issues. Yeah, like workplaces finally d- deciding that, you know, people with any kind of accessibility issues should probably be able to get into this workplace or business or something like that. Uh, another thing less of a big deal this is more of something people don't know about would be ip addresses there's a limited amount of ip addresses to go around which is still kind of there's been ways to mitigate it but sort of yeah it's it's interesting but all another problem that we've been dealing with since the 90s the last note i want to leave this one on is that you can see all of these examples and obviously we're just cherry picking them but you can see all these examples of society growing more people more densely knit together Mm -hmm. to accommodate for more stuff yeah yeah you know what hasn't changed pretty much at all our highways (laughs) they're still as not wide as they were before there was traffic in the 90s i remember going to toronto and very loudly hearing my dad curse out toronto traffic it's only gotten worse. We've done nothing about it. it oh no, we I don't know if we, can. we privatized one of the highways. Yeah, the and made it more difficult. Which is, yeah, ugh, fuck that. So you know, foresight is is a thing that's good to have. Yeah, and that's something we can say from 2017, where hindsight is 2020. Fuck, we should say that in three years. Nailed it. Ah, that's another lack of foresight. That's, yeah. Oh, man. All right. So let's slide into our sponsorship segment. Every week on the show, we bring you a sponsor, sometimes real, sometimes fictitious. This time, real once. This one is a little bit different in that it used to be real. Kind of is real. Is real. Not Israel, though. <laughs> this, this podcast, this podcast is, not is not brought to you, to you by Israel. Oh, God. No. Uh, so let's just, you know, grab, grab some popcorn and let's, let's tune in to an interesting ad from the 90s. Monday, how far will one woman go to get the last bag of chips? Oops. Allie McBeal, Monday on Fox. How about that? Wasn't that fun? Yeah, there it is. Uh, let's take a look. Um, I think that's everything. All right. So we're going we're gonna to wrap this up in a neat little bow. Oh, we're going to do that thing with the scissors on the ribbon where you kind of pull it and it gets all curly. Oh, that's nice. You can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com, facebook.com slash stuckinthe90spodcast, Instagram, stuckinthe90spodcast, 
Basically, the only thing that's different is our Twitter, SIT90s, where we will continue to tweet at JK Rowling basically every day until we have an answer. What am I called? I need to know. Uh, alternately, give me an acceptance letter to Hogwarts. I know I'm 28, but man, I will still try. Is there like an adult learning center for like witchcraft and wizardry? Oh my god. <laughs> How cool would that be? I stopped paying attention for 15 seconds and you're asking about Hogwarts. <laughs> I thought I'm we were- asking, like, <laughs> But no, like, is there an adult learning center? Like, what if, uh, like, you know, what if... Like a learning, a learning annex for Hogwarts? Yeah, I mean, just for adult witches and wizards, you know, if you, if you need to brush up, what if you need to brush up on your, on your grades? What if you needed that owl to get into, like, horror school or whatever? Oh, God. Uh, This is, these are all very legitimate questions, possibly, uh, that... Maybe we'll be addressed another time. What are we going to do next week? God only knows. We're probably... I literally have nothing on this. All right. We're probably peaking into March or something. Uh, 26, 27, 28. There it is. What if it's a leap year? Oh, uh, no. First, second, third. I don't know. There's Early so March. much complex math to do. We're going we're gonna to delve into March in a year. Okay. So I've got the wheel. Next week, we can't do 1992. Whatever. Ha- okay. Yeah. Whatever comes up on this wheel is it. 99? When was the last time we did 99? It's been like two weeks. Yeah, pretty recently. Fuck. Do it again. Okay, I'm already reneging on that statement. That's 92. Literally the only other week we can't do. Excellent. 96? We just, this one was 97. See, this is why we don't use the wheel anymore. Yeah, we've, we've really been getting away from the wheel. Justifiably so. 91. Fuck it, that's happening. All right, 1991. We will see you guys next week, and for now... The podcast podcast is is now now over. over.